Good evening, folks. It sure is good to be back. The Lord is good. You know, the journey with Jesus has been exciting. It's amazing just to know the Lord and serve him all these years that God has given me. I appreciate the privilege to be here. Pastors trying to get some rest and I trust that what we had this morning will help. Well, we had one that kind of got saved today, and I hope that others got help this morning as well. Uh, it is, I cannot explain. It's too big for me to explain what Jesus Christ means to me. It's just been a journey of joy. There's a few heartaches in the journey, but all of the things that come to us, nothing to be compared to what it's going to be like when we get home to be with Jesus. Well, that'd be a wonderful thing. Now, I don't, I don't ever assume that everybody's lost in the service, and I don't ever assume that everybody's saved. So I spent time with the Lord uh, trying to prepare for coming and being here. And uh, so I'm going back tonight the place where we left off this morning. So if you have your Bibles, turn to John chapter number two. But there's a verse that's found in verse nine of chapter one. I want to read that again. And then uh, I'll make some comments about chapter two and also chapter three. And we'll begin there. This is a great statement that's made in John 1, 9. The Bible said that was the true light. John was bearing that light, but he was not the light. But uh, it goes on to say, which light is every man that cometh into the world. Now, someone said, I don't have a responsibility to God. It's not, you know, the responsibility, but you have a great responsibility. And I, and just introduction of what I'm talking about. If you think about it, God has done a lot of things in order that you and I could be saved. Isn't that right? First of all, our first parents were in innocence. But then when they fail and Adam failed and sinned against God, then God gave every man, every woman, every boy and every girl a conscience. And when God starts dealing with you, he deals with your conscience. Somebody said, well, I don't know any better of what's right and what's wrong. Well, you're just dodging the fact. You can never get help from God until you come to the place that you believe this is his word. You can never get help from God until you get honest with God and let God be honest with you. You'll never get saved. You'll never accomplish anything for the Lord in this life until you reach the point that God is the final authority. And I thank him for the conscience that he gives us. 
Even people that's never heard the gospel one time, they got a conscience of that that's right and that that's wrong. But I'm convinced that if people really take the light that they've got and they walk in the light that they've got, somehow God will reveal himself to them through his precious word and the power of the Holy Spirit. The word of God and the Holy Spirit go together. And, the, and nobody's ever been saved that was not first convicted of their sins by the power and the purpose of the Holy Spirit. He's the third person in the Godhead. So we've got conscience. And then we've not only got that, but we've got Calvary. And we've got the cross. I believe as Mr. Spurgeon said that wherever he started preaching that he always ended up at the cross. Apart from the cross, there is no salvation because that's where Christ Jesus shed his blood freely, laid down his life that sinners like you and I could be saved. If you're not saved tonight, oh, I plead with you, the Lord loves you He's done everything that's necessary for you to come to him. The scriptures are clear. As many as receive him, unto them gave he power to become the sons of God. Only through the power of the spirit of God and the word of God can we enter into that life that Christ puts in us once that we're saved by the grace of God. So I bless the Lord and then We've got the church of the living God that's making the light shine. What about the missionary and all that he was, all that he was doing and, and what they're doing and all that this church is doing and many churches across the country and ministries across the country that God is working and souls are being saved. The Lord's not out of business. If he ever gets out of business as far as the church is concerned, he'll come to get us. There'll be the rapture of the church. There'll be the coming of Christ for his church. But listen to me. If you're not saved and you don't know the Lord, he could come tonight. I may not get back to Tennessee. I don't know. He could come before I get back home. But I do know this. If he does, I'm packed up, ready to go. What about you? Are you ready to go meet him? Now, we found here this morning, and I want to talk a little bit about that again. There's three verses in John 2, the last three verses. And you know what you have? You have some people that's made professions, but they don't know the Lord. Why do they not know the Lord? Because they believe on Jesus because of his miracles, the miracles that he did miracles will not save you. But everybody that gets saved, they are a miracle. It is a miracle that God would convict me of my sins and draw me to Jesus and save me by his grace. And you as well. But he loves you and he wants to save you from your sin. The Lord said in verse 24 of verse 2, uh, Chapter two, but Jesus did not commit himself unto them 
because he knew all men. Now, as you sit here tonight and I stand here, God knows all about us. He knows everything there is to know about you. And if you've never been saved, God knows that. If you've not been saved, the Spirit of God knows that. And I am confident that God brought me here this morning and tonight to deal with salvation. Because many people that I come across in ministry and I go to a place and I do my best to follow the Spirit of God. I was, I was in a meeting just some time ago with a young pastor. And he is a good man of God. And his wife came to the services. And I noticed when I preached that uh, she was not unkind toward the preaching, but she just was not interested in the preaching. If you're not interested in what God's got to say, you've got a serious problem. So I really felt like discernment, and I don't know everything for sure, but God does. I felt like she was lost. I felt like she did not know the Lord. I preached some messages on salvation. Two weeks passed, and I prayed for the lady, and I felt like she needed to get saved. And her husband called me one Monday morning, and he said, Brother Bearden, said, I want to tell you something. Said, my wife got saved yesterday. He said, I don't know why I preached on it, but said, I preached on hell. And she came to the altar, and she said it had been bothering her for at least a year. And he said, we read the Bible together. We do all these as far as praying together. We do that. But she had no spiritual life. You can be close enough like Judas did to kiss the door of heaven and go to hell. And I know we live in a society today and I don't think it's that way here, but they don't want you to mention the word hell. But there, the Bible says more about hell than it does about heaven. The Bible wants you, if you're lost, to admit you're lost and take your place as a sinner and God will save you from your sins. But he said in verse 25, but Jesus did not commit himself unto them. Verse 24. And I point out this morning, he did not believe in them. You know why? Because he knew the heart of all men. I believe when a person, God starts dealing with a person, I believe that he deals with their conscience first. I believe that God then deals with a person's mind. If you fill your mind with everything that's out there, and a lot that's on these phones and things like that, and you clutter your mind up with the world and the things like that, if you're not careful, there is no place in your mind for God and you level a coast along in this world and before you know it, you intend to get saved, but you haven't got saved and you wait too late. I remember years ago, I never shall forget it. And God just brought this to my mind. I knew a man, I was a young fellow, I guess I was 14, 15 years of age. And the man lived in our community and his 
mother and dad were good Christians and they tried to reach him. And they could not reach him. He, in fact, he mocked God. He, he bootlegged liquor. He, he was a sinner in that sense. And he, was, and he got cancer and he's dying. I want to tell you, if you die without God, and this is a warning, if you die without God, it's not going to be no picnic. You can mock God here, but it's a sad day when you press the dying pillar and you don't know the Lord. That man, I know my dad and some of the neighbors, they said that he cried and he screamed. They didn't have a lot in those days to give him morphine and all those things. And he said, I'm a fire. Said my feet's burning up. He said, I feel the flames of hell. Somebody help me. But he waited too late. You can wait too late. Well, preacher, I don't like all those experiences. Well, I'm just preaching what God puts in my heart along with the scriptures. I was pastoring in Georgia before I came to Tennessee. That's been over 50 years. And there's a lady in our church and her husband was a deacon and she had a brother. And he had a couple of children. And we tried to get them in church. We did everything we could to get them in the church to hear the word of God and try to reach them for the Lord. But he had no interest. And one Sunday night about this time, we was at the church and a phone came from the hospital. Well, all you're doing, preachers, just telling experiences. I'm telling you this experience, I've never had anything like it before. There was a tank of gasoline and it blew up. It burnt that man. It burnt his two children. But he was... He was not dead at this particular time, but he was in the hospital and they called me and I went up to the hospital and he was there in the hospital bed and he was just moaning and he was trying to get some help. And I'm telling you, I never had this to happen before, but I literally walked in his flesh around the bed. All of that was taking place. And I tried to reason with him about salvation, but he was in such pain and agony that there was no reasoning. Don't put it off too long. Don't put it off too long. Come to Jesus while you can. You can be religious. This group was religious and they never got saved. Then you come to John 3. And I believe John 3 and, uh, and John 2 there in those three verses are tied together because there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus. He was a ruler of the Jews. He was a ruler. He was respected. He was wealthy. He was a member of the Sanhedrin. He had as much religion as a person could possibly have, but he never had been born from above. Have you ever been born again? Now that literally means born from above. 
It means that God has to do the work. You cannot save yourself. No man, no woman, no boy, girl can save yourself. For by grace are you saved through faith. And that not of yourself. It is the gift of God. Not of works lest any man should boast. Salvation is of the Lord, Jonah said. I'm telling you, if you come to Christ, it's going to be because you realize you are a sinner. You can't save yourself. But I, I am of the opinion that when you get under Holy Spirit conviction, and I, I believe this from the scriptures, you get under Holy Spirit conviction and you see yourself lost. It don't make any difference who's around you or who's not around you. You want to be saved from your sins and you want to be saved from hellfire. You want to be saved from the devil. You want to be saved from the lake of fire and nothing else is important right at that point. But if you come and you give it all to Jesus, he's the only one that can save you. He's a man of the Pharisees. The Pharisees believe the Old Testament. Pharisees believe the resurrection. You can believe a lot of things about the Lord. The Ethiopian eunuch went up to Jerusalem. That'd be a type of going up to church. And he was on his way back and he's reading. You know, he, he just saw himself. He didn't get what he needed there because what he needed was not being taught and preached. A lot of people go to places that they don't preach any gospel. But the gospel of Jesus Christ is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes. You cannot get saved unless you believe the Bible and believe God's precious word. Salvation is of that. So he comes to Jesus and he said, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher. Come from God. You can recognize Jesus as a good man. You can recognize Jesus as a man that came from God. You can recognize whatever you want to religiously. But until you realize that Jesus Christ is God incarnated in the flesh, he come to this world. And the purpose for him coming was to die on the cross, shed his atoning blood for all sinners that come to him. Preacher, who can be saved? Do you believe that some men are chosen to go to hell? And do you believe the Bible teaches that some men are determined to go to heaven, that God did that? That is heresy. For whosoever that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And how can they be saved and how can they know unless they have somebody to tell them about Jesus that died on the cross and shed his blood? What about the atoning blood of Christ? It takes the atoning blood of Christ. Young people, I'm telling you, you need to get serious. Middle-aged folks, that lady is saved this morning. Uh, she, she was, I won't tell her age, but she'd got up in some years but God spoke to her. I saw her coming out 
when she came to the altar and she was weeping. She was halfway back there in the church and she came weeping and she came weeping. Well, I would not get all stirred up about that. If God ever gets on you, you'll get stirred up. And if you ever receive him, you'll know it. You may not know everything, but I know when I got saved, God gave me peace. The peace of God that passes all understanding. Did you know that there's no way you can ever figure God out? You just believe him. You won't ever figure God out. A lot of people are trying to figure God out. You just better get to God and let him do the figuring out. I don't know what he has for you, but I'll tell you one thing. If you're unsaved, he has eternal life for you. Listen, I'm just preaching now, but you listen to me. Will you listen closely? When I got saved, I repented my sin. I came to the Lord. The Spirit of God dealt with me, and I came to the Lord. He dropped me to Jesus. And that's the only one that can save you. So when you come to an altar, you ought to come to the Lord. You ought to come to Jesus. And I came. And oh, I'm telling you, the night I got saved, I remember telling them. I said, I've been a church member here since I was 10, but I have not been much of a church member. Because I never have been saved. Well, preacher, you, you're really f- emphasizing this. You know why I'm emphasizing this? I believe there's good people. I believe they mean well. I believe there's good girls. I believe there's good boys. I believe there's good adults. And as far as we know, humanly speaking, they're good people. But they have never come to Jesus Christ. They have never took him by faith. They've never believed on him. They've never believed in him. They have never turned from their sin. When the Lord saves you, he saves you from your sins. And then he saves you for heaven and he saves you for hell, to miss hell, and he comes on the inside and he takes up his abode and he lives inside of you. Look up here, this preacher. You know what? I got God living in me. I got eternal life. Living in me. Preacher, that's strange. No, it's not strange, it's Bible. (laughs) To those that believe in him, unto them gave he power to become the sons of God. Do you have a relationship with Jesus Christ? Do you talk to him? He talks to you through the word. He talks to you through the spirit. And I never will forget when he started talking to me and I didn't really know what was going on, but he opened my eyes and I saw I was lost. I'm going to tell you this. I may have told you before. I was sitting back on pew three. One, two, three. Well, I was sitting on the right side. And as I sat there, 
they had given two verses of invitation. The Spirit of God is dealing with this 20-year-old man. That time, God was speaking to me. And I didn't know exactly what was going on, but, you know, God reveals himself to me. Through the Word and through the Spirit of God, he's God. Has God ever spoke to you? Has there ever been a time when God ever showed you you're a sinner? Has there ever been a time when you came to him and him alone to save you from your sin? And I was beginning to reason with God. The Bible said in Isaiah 1, Come, let us reason together. You better start reasoning in your mind that if you're not saved, you need to get saved because there's a place that's prepared for the devil and his angels. And if you reject Jesus Christ, that's where you're going. I said to the Lord, well, preacher, you sound like that God was speaking to you. You sound like that you were speaking to God. Well, that's exactly right. Somebody said, well, did you hear an audible voice? I remember Dr. Harold Seiler was preaching years ago somewhere. And he was talking about something that God spoke to him about and what went on. And a lady came to him out of the service and said, Dr. Seiler, said, did God speak to you with a loud voice? He said, oh, no, ma'am. He said, God spoke to me more than just a loud voice. If God ever comes to your mind and God ever comes to your heart and God comes to you about salvation, you will know you got problems and you need to get them to Jesus. I said, Lord, I said, Lord, if they sing another verse, I'm going to go down there. See, I'm reasoning with God and God reasoning with me. Well, I don't believe that. You have a right to be wrong if you want to be. <laughs> yes, sir, you have an absolute right, but I wouldn't be wrong about that. So what he did, I said, if they sing another verse, I'm going to go down there. That preacher got up. And he looked out over there, and I thought he looked right, right at me, and he said, we're going to sing another verse. <laughs> and he said, this verse is for you. And I thought he, I didn't think nobody else hardly was in the house but me. I thought he was talking to me. I'm going to tell you something. When the high sheriff of heaven comes after you, he reveals himself to you. Yes, sir. He lets you know he's God. And he lets you know you can't save yourself, but you can come and take your place on your knees before him and confess your sin the best you know how. I don't know how to do it. When God gets inside of you, he'll show you the way home. 
It was a lot different in that trip that I went to the altar when I was 10 than when I went to the altar when I was 20. I could have got saved at 10. Nobody deceived me. If anybody was deceived, I'd deceive myself. I can't move on with this, it don't seem like. But I feel in my soul. I went back after the folks take me, take me out to lunch. And I went back to the room over at the house over there. And I said, Lord, I don't want to go back where I was just to go back there. So help me before the Lord, before God of heaven. I am as convinced that what I am preaching is here to reach somebody tonight that don't know the Lord. I started to say something. But when Christ comes in, you've got eternal life. If he don't come in in the person and the power of the Holy Spirit, you're lost. Well, you're judging. No, I'm preaching. I'm preaching. I'm as sure that I'm saved as I'm here in this building tonight. Well, preacher, you've made a lot of testimonies, examples of people getting saved. I've learned that when I go somewhere to preach, I don't have an agenda to do anything but please God. And if you're a young preacher here, or regardless of who you are, let me say this. If you preach to glorify God and please him above anything else, then where you get results, it looks like or not, you've done the right thing. All of it is to bring glory to the Son of God. Glory to the Father. Glory to the work of the Holy Ghost of God. Salvation. Nicodemus, same came to Jesus by night, began to say, Rabbi, Master, I know you're a teacher from God. We know. You couldn't do the miracles you do it if it were not that. And this is what Jesus said. Jesus said, in verse 3, Jesus answered and said unto him, he knows he's religious. Verily, verily, this is the truth, this is the truth. When you come to them verily, verily, you better take a little time. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man, mankind, be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Now, I went to a lot of church. Didn't go all the time. Things were a lot different. I won't go into that in those days. But I want to tell you, if you've never been saved, you don't see spiritual matters. That's right. That's right. Only when you come to know the Lord, you become a babe in Christ. And once you come to know him, there's a hunger inside of you to know something about this Bible. There's something inside of you when you think about doing something that's wrong or sin, I'm telling you, the Spirit of God is mighty. Yeah. 
Nicodemus, you don't get born again. You can't see the kingdom of God. People say, well, I can't understand that. You'll never understand it until you get to the one that penned this book, which is the word of God. And when you get born into the when you get born into the human family, the first thing a baby does is he begins to cry and then he gets hungry. And you ever get born into God's kingdom, you may weep at the altar, but when God gives you eternal life, I'm telling you, you'll have a hunger to be at church. They won't have to run you down every Saturday to get you here. The work God does in your heart. If you don't, I'm not telling you that you'll live a perfect life because there are none perfect here but Jesus. But you will want to. And you'll strive to. If you really go with God, he will help you. He'll enable you. And so, Nicodemus, in verse 4, saith unto him, How can a man be born? If you, now, he was an intelligent man. He is a member of the hand seat. The, uh, you know, uh, the, and he, you know, he knew the Old Testament scripture. You might know quite a bit about the Bible. But he had never met the Christ. Now, the difference in the two groups is here is a man that knows something is going on and that he needs whatever Jesus has got. These other groups, I, I looked at the airport yesterday and I looked at all those people and they were boarding the plane to go here. Boarding the plane to go there. I got on the plane to come here. And I thought about, I wonder how many people is on this plane that really knows the Lord. The fields are white under harvest. And some people think they're all right and they think they got all hid, but they don't know the Lord. How can a man be born again? How can he be born? Can he enter the second time? See, he was thinking about natural things. But the spiritual is supernatural. And when God works in your heart, it's a supernatural work. You can experience. Somebody said, I don't believe in experiences. Well, the reason you probably don't is because you never have had one. Now, I'm not depending on my experiences to tell you that I'm saved. God told me I was saved. He spoke peace to my heart. Our brother in Sunday school, teaching about the peace of God. You know, the goodness of God passes all understanding of man. Somebody's here tonight that needs to know the Lord. Nicodemus saying, how can these things be? And Jesus answered in verse 5. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Well, is the Lord saying you're going to have to be baptized in order to be saved? No, that's not what he's talking about. 
the water in the word of God many times represents the word. And unless you hear the word and receive the word as the spirit of God works in you, then you are not saved and you may not understand a lot, but if you ever come to Jesus, he'll lead you. The spirit of God will lead you into the kingdom. And I bless the Lord that that is so. He said, except you be, you cannot see the kingdom of God. You cannot enter the kingdom of God. Nicodemus, that which is born to flesh is flesh. When you physically was born to the physical body, you was born to the flesh. But that which is born to the spirit is spirit. And the spirit of God, through the power of the word, and by the work of the Holy Spirit draws you to Jesus and Jesus does the work. You come to him as a lost, hell-bound, hell-deserving sinner and you come to Christ for salvation. Nicodemus said, how can these things be? You know, the natural man understandeth not the things of the Spirit of God Neither can he, because they are spiritually discerned. We can do ever what we want to with a sinner, but he'll never understand God until he meets him. And the power of coming to salvation. And so, Nicodemus. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. Marvel not. Marvel not. Verse 7. That I said unto thee, you must be born again. Now that sounds simple, and it is simple. The only way you can ever be saved is to come to Christ. Salvation's in the Lord. And salvation's in the Lord alone. But you have a responsibility. And I had a responsibility. And all of us are saved had a responsibility. You're going to have to take the responsibility on yourself. I am a sinner. I am lost. And I need to be saved. We're not talking about if you made a profession and there's no change in your life. Christ is not living in you. We're not talking about that. We're talking about a person that gets born again. From above. It's a work of God Almighty. And I know I've been in this thing long enough to know that a lot of people just don't have the goods. And they may try to convince themselves. And sometimes they'll try to convince themselves for a long period of time. But I pray the Spirit of God through the Word of God will touch you tonight. If you're not saved, I would that you come to the Lord. God has done everything that God is going to do to save you, except convict you by the Spirit of God as you hear the Word of God and draw you to the Lord Jesus. And when you do that, well, what's repentance, preacher? It's, begin, it's when you take side with God against yourself. That's right. You take sides with God against yourself. 
Preacher, I can't do that. Yes, you will. You know, if you don't, you can't get saved until. That's the will in me. And God knows where I will is. And this is what I believe. I believe when you line up with God's will and you want salvation and you want eternal life and you want Christ more than you want anything in the world, I believe your will then is agreed with his will. And God will birth you by faith. Salvation is by grace through faith. You put your faith in Christ. He's the only one that can save you. Now, I've delivered my soul. I want us to stand.